Well, nuts. Oh, no, uh, your pulse is great. Uh, well, I don't know, Scott. You're, you're as healthy as a horse. Yeah. Clydesdale. Okay, look, so what? You put on a little weight. A little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? Weight can fluctuate from year to year. Fluctuate? You make it sound like I'm retaining water. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Pete, what's happening to me? What's your diet like? Milk and cookies. Really? But I don't finish all the milk. Well, then there is your problem. Just try to cut back on the sweets, okay? <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. How fast does hair grow? Facial hair. What? I shave in the morning and in the afternoon. I look like this. Well, it could be a hormonal imbalance. That would explain the mood swings. Mood swings? Yeah, but look at my hair. It's turning gray. Oh, it's middle age, buddy. It happens. And with that body, you should be thankful you have hair. <laughs> look, if, if it bothers you, you can diet. And you should diet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to So What's the Problem, where we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen. And I'm Jimmy, and today we'll be discussing The Santa Claus, which was released in the US on the 11th of November 1994, and Ireland the 1st of December 1995, and the UK the 8th of December 1995. Don't know why we... a full year? Strange. That's weird. It was written by Leo... oh Jesus Christ... Benven Benvenuti, Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick, and was directed by John Pasquin. It stars Tim Allen, George Reinhold, Wendy Crewson, Peter Boyle, Eric Lloyd, and David Crummels. You know Crummels. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy and I have each thought of three problems the movie has, and we'll discuss them. We also each have one positive for this movie, and well. <laughs> Uh, the, the synopsis of this movie is uh, when a man inadvertently makes Santa fall off his roof and die on Christmas Eve, he reluctantly finds himself magically recruited to take his place. Yeah, I added the and die because it didn't specify that so what happens in the synopsis. So I thought, yeah, but he dies. Yeah. It's, you know. Um, I don't have a positive. Oh, no. So... We're going to have to try and I'm going to have to try and think of one throughout the duration of this. Oh no! Uh, talking about this um, this movie, I don't hate this movie, okay. but I haven't thought of a positive. Um, so we'll see if I can think of one because I don't want to. I mean, the music wasn't amazing, the soundtrack wasn't fantastic. Um, there was really any spectacular performances or anything. The characters all suck. Um, wow. <laughs> just, <you know. laughs> wow. Okay. Apart from the kid, apart from the kid, all the fucking adults gaslight that kid. Something awful in this movie. Anyway, what is your history with this movie, Jen? Um, I saw. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not, but um, I think maybe I did. I saw it when, let's see, it was 94, right? So I would have been 12. Mm -hmm. um, and I know myself at that age, and normally I would have considered myself too old for a movie like this, but okay. I was really into home improvement. So um, mm -hmm. I'm sure I saw it 
right away because I like Tim Allen. And I remember liking it, but I think I only saw it once. I'm not sure. When Xander was a little baby, we uh, joined the, I think I've told you about this before, we joined the Disney Movie Club. Yeah. Where I amassed a great collection of movies that don't matter anymore because it's, uh, or DVDs that don't matter anymore because we have Disney Plus. Um, and yeah. I did buy the three pack of the Santa Claus movies because they were like, mm-hmm. it was like $10. And not only did we never watch the DVDs, but I've never even seen the second and third movies. Right. Aha, uh-huh. I've seen them, yeah. Although I'm curious, like, one of the reasons I was even thinking about this is because that show, The Santa Clauses, which the main yeah. reason I wanted, I want to watch that is because I love David Krumholtz, and I kind of want to see him as an elf at, in, like, his 40s. Yeah. Uh, that thought amuses me, but also I worry that it'll be sad. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so this is my first time seeing it probably since like 94 or 95, and I think I have different feelings about it than you. So I'm assuming you love it then. Oh my god, I had so much fun watching it. Like, I <laughs> I used to get up, because we record on Sundays um, at 2 o'clock, like 2 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. And I used to get up at like 8 or 9 and watch the movie. Um, my kid spends the night, Saturday nights at my parents' house. And we usually go get them at 11. Right. So usually I was done with the movie by 11. And mm-hmm. now I make the mistake of staying up too late. And so <laughs> some days like today, I don't even start the movie till 11. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a real struggle to get done in time. Um, yeah. Because I end up like either falling asleep or like I'm not into the movie and keep pausing it and doing other things. And mm-hmm. I, w- I was just into the movie. Like, I, the only reason I got done with it as late as I did is because we had to stop to eat lunch. But, uh, I say we, <laughs> I had to stop. No one wanted to watch the movie with me. Um, mm. but yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. No, that's fair enough. That's fine. I, 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 like I say, I don't hate it. I don't really have anything overly negative to say about it, I don't think, apart mm. from, we'll get to it. Yeah, but I can't remember the first time I watched this. I think it must have been when it came out in VHS. Um, so, you know, it's not one that... I've, I mean, I've seen them all, because I think I watched the other two... By that time, my sister was old enough to give a shit about these movies. So I watched the other two with my sister. Um, Because they came quite late. Uh, at like, 2000s, the, the sequels came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the TV show, I don't really care about it, but Elizabeth Mitchell was in it. Mm-hmm. And I love Elizabeth Mitchell, and I really want that. I really want her to have like a a hit TV show. I mean, I think this is just a limited series, but I really want her to have a hit TV show because it's not happened for her yet. Um, one thing you know, I've been seeing headlines and stuff the last few weeks talking about how the Santa Claus is is like right wing or whatever. So this morning, I read a few articles to try to figure out exactly why it, you know, it is. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I know. I guess they make a reference in the first movie to the fact that you can't say Merry Christmas anymore, which is such bullshit. Um, first episode, you mean? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Movie. Oh, first episode. Which would confuse me because <laughs> we're talking about the first movie. <laughs> but I read a review and they said that only the first two episodes were available to reviewers, so they couldn't go beyond mm-hmm. that. But what made me really interested in how it goes is that they were talking about some of the stuff that was very like right wing in the movie that it seemed like the writer watched a lot of Fox news or something. But then mm-hmm. the whole plot of it is that he's looking for a new Santa Claus 
And mm-hmm. according to the reviewer in the first couple episodes, the front runner seems to be, seems to be Cal Penn. Yeah, exactly. That is interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I know. especially since not only is he is he Indian American, but um, dude worked for Obama. Like the idea that they yeah. hired someone who worked for Obama. Like I. Yeah, I don't. I think that's just hyperbole. I think it's just because. He he says the war in Christmas Lane, but that's just a fucking you know it's a it's a comedy you yeah. know I mean in this movie the kid says not everyone celebrates Christmas mm-hmm. I don't think he really I don't think he gives a shit to be honest with you it's just a- I I do remember reading an interview with him around the time Last Man Standing came back mm-hmm. didn't really I and I can't tell you the specifics because it's been a while since I read it but I remember getting the feeling that he wasn't. Like, people were painting him as, like, one of the poster children for right-wing stuff, but that he wasn't Mm -hmm. nearly as bad as people were making him sound, but that maybe he was embracing the title a little. Like, reading an interview with him was very different than reading something, like, an interview with Roseanne or something. Yeah. He's very, like, my... And I didn't watch Last Man Standing, but from what I've been able to tell from interviews and clips and stuff um, in in recent years... My problem with him is not the right wing stuff as much as just like the alpha male stuff, which he had during Home Improvement, but like mm-hmm. that was a different time, and I didn't recognize, yeah. you know, any any problems with it at the time. But like that seems to be based on what I've seen. Now someone could very well tell me that like he said some really really shitty racist things or something that I don't know about. But I'm going off what I've seen. Let's just start with the problems, and I'll try and think of my positive. So, what is your first problem? Um, my first problem is fart noises. I don't like fart noises. You get fart noises from one of the reindeer who has uh, mm. presumably uh, shot on the roof. And then mm. when, um, at one point, when uh, Tim Allen gets up from bed, there's a fart noise. And I just don't like it. Especially because I feel like the fart noise when he gets up is like, that's, you know, it's that thing of like, fat people fart. Like that joke, like there is there is some fat shaming in this. There's movie. a lot of fat shaming, but then mm-hmm. I'll say this: there's a lot of fat shaming in the movie, and I'm not okay with fat shaming. But it's also like a big characteristic of Santa Claus is supposed to be that he's fat and he eats all the mm-hmm. cookies and everything. So like, like I can't, mm-hmm. you know me, I'll usually judge if they're like fat person eats all the time, but like that's okay in this movie because that's like he likes sweets and yeah. the the fat jokes. It's like. I'm against fat jokes, but it's also Santa, and we all talk about how fat he is, and so it 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 gets more of a pass with me than it normally would. You know what but I mean? But they don't know. But they don't know he's Santa, though. So they're just ridiculing at work. They're just ridiculing a coworker for gaining weight. Okay, that's a good point. And Peter Boyle was standing there with like a huge gut. And he's standing there and ridiculing Tim Allen for wearing a fat suit. It just seems a bit sort of strange to me. That yeah, yeah, the co-worker thing. That's that's what bothers me about the fat shaming. Okay, gotcha. The fat noises. It's not needed. Oh, uh, I get that it's a family film and kids are watching it and kids like fart noises, but I just it's unnecessary. Well, I'll just change, but not change, but I'll switch my first two problems round, right? Okay. So my first problem is after Scott has delivered to the first house, he goes back up the chimney and the chimney makes a belching sound mm-hmm. um, as he leaves it. And I just think that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. 
even if even though it's a it's a kids movie, it's like. <laughs> Because um, I can buy all the magic stuff and all that, right? Mm. Santa and everything. I can buy all that stuff, but a sentient chimney? <laughs> no, no thank you. Yeah, I must have missed that sound. Yeah. As it's coming out, it's a, there's a clear sort of belching mm. noise. Is the Yeah. It's, yeah. So what's <laughs> your second problem? Um, my second problem is uh, it's a problem I had with Big. And like we're watching this family film and it's supposed to be fun and everything and then there's this whole thing where like scott has kidnapped his kid and the mom's worried like i i'm and i'm sure as a you know whenever i was younger i was probably like yeah he took his kid to the north pole like that's awesome but watching it as an adult mm. you're like this must be horrifying for her and neil because neil yeah. seems to really care about him kind of scary Mm-hmm. And not funny, and it takes me out of the movie a little because I'm just worried about it. Yeah, that we've we've talked about this before, right? With Disney movies or family movies and like the eighties and nineties, and how they sort of push boundaries a little. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you've got like, um, well, they kill Santa, right? Mm-hmm. That's straight up. That's like a PG movie, and and the UK, I think it was rated U, which means it's suitable for all. And they kill Santa. Um, the joke joke about taking drugs in the sixties mm-hmm. um, and field dressing cats—that's gross. Wait, say that again. Field dressing cats, which is field dressing, is what hunters do—is like they string up the animal and take the guts oh, out. Oh, ew. Yeah, and there's a line about field dressing cats in that. Oh, I didn't in know this that movie. Man. Yeah. Um, there's a ZZ Top song playing over like the the elves and all that walking, mm-hmm. and you know ZZ Top are known for their songs about sex. That song's about sex, and it's a kids movie, so you know it's the nineties. So, <laughs> oh, speaking of that, this is only barely speaking of that, but um, I don't know if I, I I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if anybody's noticed. I've never seen anyone talk about this, but in the um birthday episode of the seventh or of the sixth season of Buffy at mm. one point there's a Rilo Kylie song playing and mm. there was like maybe on like the fifth viewing of that episode I I really thought about the song that was playing and I listened because I know the lyrics mm. you can hear her say fucking in the song oh can you yeah and this is a network show and that was in that just made me wonder how many times has a song played in the background of a TV show or something, and a word they've gotten away with saying a certain word because no one's paying attention to the music. I, I never noticed that, but it's I mean, and I think you have to be kind of like listening for it. I don't know, but you yeah, can hear it. I'm I'm not familiar with the song. What's the song? Um, I forget what it's called. Um, but she says the line. I forget it. Something uh, can fucking wait. And uh, mm. I knew to listen for it. Let me, let me look this up. Um, I'm bad with song titles. <laughs> I really am. Like, my favorite band is The Killers. I don't know mm-hmm. half of the song titles. You see, I'm, I'm like that as well. I mean, I can like a band. Like, I like Foo Fighters. But there's, I mean, Foo Fighters songs, some of them I don't really know the names of. But I like the songs. But when it comes to, like, I mean, Bowie, I love Bowie. I, I, album tracks I'm not great with, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I when I like a band or a singer, I 
I don't really like listen to entire albums mm-hmm. because a lot of the time um, I find myself just liking like the singles, just like liking the hit songs, and then a lot of the album stuff is just kind of meh to me. That's why there's a lot of songs by like Bowie or Queen that I wouldn't know the names of because they're album tracks. So I I have a weird way of being a fan of musicians. Have you found the name of that song yet? Because I can't keep talking. No, no, no. I. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. It wasn't on the right. album I thought it was. Like the album I thought it was on didn't come oh, out right, okay. after Buffy was over. It's called Pictures of Success. Right. But yeah, just thinking about like songs that are inappropriate for the things they're in just made me think yeah, about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But I think made you think about that. I think that that happens a lot in uh kids movies probably. Yeah. Well and speaking of the killers, there was they were on an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba mm-hmm. once, but it's a kids show, so they didn't want to say killers. So when they <laughs> introduced them, they just said their first names. <laughs> Yo Gabba Gabba was the shit, man. It reminds me of um uh, when Disney used Semi-Charmed Life by Fur Die Blind for um, the the trailer for the Piglet... No, the Tiger movie. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. The original trailer had that song. Well, just the, you know, just the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Mm-hmm. They used that. They never used any of the lyrics oh, okay, in it. Good, but it's like... But, 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 yeah, exactly. Because, you know, if you if you know what that song's about, then... <laughs> One, that's a very bad choice one thing i like is uh with the movie over the hedge um they used ben Fold's rock in the suburbs but he actually recorded a kid-friendly version um with new lyrics yeah. and so i i enjoyed that um yeah no that's good when they did that yeah that was fun but yeah i'm just thinking about like dude looks like a lady and um this is doubtfire yeah that's a bit dodgy um anyway what's your second problem my my second problem is the santa claus itself okay the actual clause because it's horrendous <laughs> and I'm, I'm quoting what it says on the card and putting on the suit and entering the sleigh the wearer waves any and all rights to any previous identity real or implied and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of santa claus in the perpetuity until such time that wearer um, becomes unable to do so either by by either accident or design right this scares me <laughs> because, again, we're talking about this is a kid's movie, right? But if you look right into what the clause is, basically all you need qualification-wise to be Santa is the ability to put on a suit. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. As long as you can put on a suit, you can be Santa. Um, and then you're subjected to a nightmare of body horror <laughs> as your body changes and you can't shave... And you have to look a certain way. Um, and there's no way out of this. Um, you're manipulated with the fact that you would be ruining Christmas for every child uh, on the planet if you leave. And the only way you can leave is dying, basically. Um, and also, the elves don't give a shit about the previous Santa. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, one thing that also makes me interested... I'm actually more interested in watching the Santa Clauses now after reading um, more about it. because. Um, Tim mm-hmm. Allen said that it actually um, covers some stuff that, like, holes yeah. from the original movies. And I, one of them that was mentioned was the fact that he just shows up and is like, and they're like, oh, Santa's gone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really interested in that because they are kind of like, like they don't ask any questions. They don't mm-hmm. seem upset. They're just like, oh, you're the new guy. Okay. In the original script, they actually say that like there have been many Santas mm-hmm. that have died or whatever, and then it's just like an ongoing sort of thing, and it's like they're this is them just going, oh, another one? Okay, fine, fair enough. It's happened again. This one's died again. Um, but only now they're accident accident proofing his suit and updating the sleigh, mm-hmm. and they're only doing that because Charlie suggested it. They're fucking useless at their jobs. <laughs> um, uh, and you think with all the magic involved, Santa would have been vulnerable and could survive falling off yeah, a roof. Yeah, that's true. And I would survive falling off that roof. I don't think that that was almost one of my problems. Like, I don't think you would die falling off that roof. No. Especially falling into the snow. Like, it's not yeah, like he exactly. fell on, like, the sidewalk or something, like, on the concrete. There's a conspiracy theory going around that this Santa actually faked his own death because he was sick of being Santa. I like that. Yeah, I don't know how, because <laughs> he disappears. Maybe he did actually just undress and run away. <laughs> um, but uh, when Scott and Charlie go at the North Pole, the elves are still working. Mm-hmm. Christmas is over and the elves are still working. Yeah, away. but they got, still a, they got a toys. lot. I thought about that. They've got a lot of toys to make in the next year. They're probably just getting a head start. Oh, but Christmas is over. You know, give them a break. What a fucking miserable existence. What a horrible, horrible way to live. <laughs> but anyway, my first problem is the actual Santa Claus. It is terrifying <laughs> that you have to be forced to become Santa because you help out the goodness of your heart or because your kid pushed you in it. <laughs> Hate it. Well, and it's so tiny on there, so it's like... Yeah, exactly. You can't. Even... He doesn't know what he's agreeing to. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. And why is Bernard so angry all the time? Because he's David Krumholtz. Fair enough. <laughs> What's your second problem? <laughs> okay. Um. So my last problem is... Oh, your third problem, sorry. I, <laughs> I don't think the job does a good jo- job of letting us know at any point how much time has passed. No, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking it about was that It was very yeah. confusing. When it's Christmas already, I was like... Mm-hmm. Is it still the same Christmas season? Like, I don't, I, I couldn't tell, how, like, obviously it was the next Christmas and we know that he has like 11 months to get his affairs in order or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could have thrown in a line every once in a while that's like, it's July or something. Yeah. That was honestly my biggest problem with the entire movie is I didn't like being confused about what time of year it was. And, uh, you know, a lot of movies take place. And I like, I like, like, some of my favorite teen movies are the ones that take place over the course of a year. But, like, mm-hmm. like something like Clueless. Clueless is really good at uh, letting you know where you are in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that is that they're in school. So, like, if they talk about a report card or whatever, um, you know, like, if they're talking about, like, the first quarter report card. But, like, I've seen a lot of movies that take place over a year, and they're usually pretty good at indicating where you are. And yeah. this one just left me kind of confused. And I'm a fucking adult. Like, I have to imagine <laughs> as a kid watching it, it must be really confusing. Yeah, I, I thought that as well when I was watching it today. It was like, um, it's, it was Christmas Day and they come, the Neil and Laura come to pick up Charlie. And um, the very next scene, he's at school mm-hmm. and it's show and tell. And I was like, wait, what? They have school on Christmas Day? Or um or the day after Christmas Day, when is this? 
And the only other time you really you really know that it's not the Christmas season is when you see Scott going to the house and there's no snow. Mm-hmm. There's like the grass is green and everything behind them. And I think that is the only way you know that they're not in the Christmas season anymore. Because the Christmas season we do see the place is full of snow. It's covered in snow. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't give you a good idea of when it is. You know, because of that that school scene threw me off. I was like, wait, what? When are we now? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly Charlie's back to school, so that's what, January? Mm-hmm. So at least. So yeah. It's very confusing. Well, and it doesn't help that Tim Allen is wearing wintry clothes the whole movie. Yeah, and so Neil's always wearing those god awful fucking sweaters mm. as well. Every time we see Neil, he's wearing a sweater. So you can't really tell when that, because that's a running gag, is his horrible sweaters, and they are disgusting. But <laughs> that's a running gag that he's wearing these things. But it's like, why would you wear one in the summer? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's no clear way of telling when it's supposed to be set. I imagine him turning into Santa and like getting the beard and everything is like closer to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like maybe winter time that happens. Yeah. But then they don't say they don't talk about Thanksgiving or anything, so we don't really know when it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's or Halloween. You know, even maybe if they say something, they say one of the scenes is set around about Halloween. Maybe do it that way, so we know where we are yeah. in the year. But they don't do that, so yeah. I mean, you. and it is it would be so easy to do exposition. Like, yeah. all it takes is Charlie's talking about the Santa stuff. The mom could just say. It's been six months and he's still doing mm. this. Like that, that yeah. would be such an easy way to do exposition and it wouldn't feel forced. Or like I said about Halloween, just yeah. like decorations up or something, you know? It's simple to do, but mm. they, they didn't do it. So it's very confusing. I'm with you on that. My third problem, I was going to say Neil, but Neil's supposed to be a dick mm-hmm. and he does get sort of redemption at the end. But he, but just. And it's not just Neil, because Laura does it too, but I think Laura does it because she is under the influence of Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way he treats Charlie for the majority of the movie, like Charlie's a fucking nut job. Like he treats Charlie like he's just because he believes in something that Neil himself doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And only because he never got a whistle when he was a child. Mm-hmm. A whistle. Come on now. Anyway, that's not my problem. It doesn't matter. My problem is. The ending is kind of lame. Nothing really major happens at the end because they just, they just, um, everyone just believes him and then that's it. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's no like big, huge, major action sequence. There's no rush to try and get Christmas finished. There's no, there's no real urgency there. It's like he's been, he's been put in jail. But there's no, and apart from the fact that those elves come to get him, there's no like countdown. We don't go back to the elves at the North Pole going, oh, come on, we have to hurry up and get him out. There's no urgency there. So I think the ending's just kind of sort of like a damp squib. It's just kind of lame and nothing exciting happening. They believe him, the end. Wow, who cares? And then he just flies away to go and deliver presents. Or well, flies away to, you know, with um, the kid. And it's yeah. like, uh, uh, Whatever. I get that. I get that. I thought that a little too. Can I say one problem I have with not just this movie, but just like all Christmas movies where it's like Santa's real or whatever? Yeah. 
I feel like not enough people address this. Like there might be mm-hmm. a movie or something that does, but if I either haven't seen it or don't remember it, the idea that there's all, always these adults who don't believe in Santa, but Santa is real. And I want for once someone to acknowledge the fact that clearly these adults think that they are the ones that bought the toys that Santa delivers. I know. Like, cause if they don't believe in them and these toys show up, that's the only explanation. Yeah. For how toys they didn't buy could show up and they're not like, where did these come from? Yeah. Exactly. Like, what? where does Neil think the toys come from? Or or Laura, because mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's been Charlie's mum for longer yeah. than Neil's been the stepdad. But, but I think that's what they were trying to do with the whole, she didn't get the game that she wanted. Mm-hmm. That's when she, that's when she quote unquote discovered there was no Santa and he didn't get the whistle when he was three years fucking old. Mm-hmm. And that's when he decided at three years fucking old that he did not believe in Santa Claus. Come on. But yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do with that. It's like, well, I didn't get the present I wanted, so therefore Santa doesn't exist. But then, yeah, like you say, how do they explain the gifts that do appear? You know, if they if they didn't buy them. so That's just something that's always bugged me since I was a kid. That they don't address it in the movies. Did you do Santa? Did I do Santa? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it has nothing to do with anything else, but or with what we were just talking about. But did you, did, when you were growing up, did you guys do Santa? Yeah, of course. How old were you when you stopped believing? Like, do do we um do we do Christmas? Is what you're trying to ask? Well, some people don't. Some and... people don't do Santa, especially these days. Um, some parents don't want to lie to their kids. Some parents just think it's pointless. No, we still, we still, we still do it. I mean, we still do it with uh, my niece at the moment. Mm-hmm. She's two, and we still do the whole Santa thing with her at the moment. Um, say that Santa's going to bring her new toys mm-hmm. at Christmas and stuff, and because she knows who Santa is, she's seen like, especially around about now, she see like. Like Santa's up in the uh, walls and stuff because a lot of people get decorations up already. Um, so she knows who Santa is. But yeah, we did it when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I can't remember how old I was when I discovered. I must have been young, not three years old, but <laughs> I must have been young. I was. Oh, uh, I think I was nine, and I was so I hadn't thought Santa was real for a long time. But I was like, why mm-hmm. would my parents lie to me? And I felt so betrayed when I found out. Like I yelled at my mom yeah. because, like, how how dare you? How dare you tell this lie? And and but that's me. the thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, why did we do it? <laughs> why well, did we do it to our children? Because I felt stupid. That's why I was so angry <clears throat> because it seemed completely illogical to me. But I was just trusting what my parents said right Mm -hmm. and so we decided you know when xander was a baby that we would do santa and we did and it was i don't know if it was the first year or the second year we did santa but i was just like this seems kind of pointless like Mm. i which just shows that all the magic is gone for me that i but i was just like we're lying to him about the stupid thing and if money's tight that really sucks because then Mm -hmm. you you're like, what do I say is from Santa? What do I say is from me? And he'll think like Santa didn't and didn't bring a ton. And then there's that concern of like, you know, if one kid gets a ton of stuff from Santa and another kid does come from a lower income home and they don't get as much, like that seems really shitty. Well, the way we do it, we say Santa brings presents from us. We say like because all the all the presents will have like our names on it. It'll be like when we did it with my sister growing up, it was like two Lisa from 
uh, Jimmy, two Lisa from Mum, two Lisa from Dad, right? Mm-hmm. And we just said that that was Santa bringing those presents because that was Santa's job, basically. Mm-hmm. We we told Santa what to get, and Santa brought those toys. We didn't say they were from Santa. It's just that Santa brought the toys. Oh, okay. The, the Interesting. Presents. Interesting. Yeah. So that's how we do it. But so all the all the presents are from the family. It's just that Santa is the one who helps bring them. And helps. Yeah. That's what we said. Uh, I think that's what we're doing with Daisy as well. Is just sort of lying for her mm. teeth that way. <laughs> but at least we're not saying that. At least we're not saying that Santa is uh, uh, Santa's the one that bought the toys, or he's the one that's given them to them. It's mm. from us. So. I uh, felt like an asshole recently because I, um, my friend and I have this, I promise I'm normally not petty, but (laughs) my friend and I, we've been friends since middle school. There's this one girl that we're friends with on Facebook that we used to be really good friends with in middle school and high school. And she's a fucking nut job. And we like to make fun (laughs) of her sometimes. It's whenever I get with this one friend that's when I become very immature and I think it's because mm-hmm. we met in the seventh grade and there's just like always that mentality. I have a friend like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sent her a screenshot of this girl's post about her kid not believing in Santa anymore and I was like, can you believe her kid believed until she was 12? And my friend was like, I believed until I was 12 and I felt like such an asshole for saying that. But the thing <laughs> is, it's not necessarily that her kid believed until they were 12, but this post she did was about how her little baby isn't her baby anymore because she now mm-hmm. finally believes. And it's that idea that like it, my, my assumption from reading that and I could be very wrong was that, um, she was really, really pushing for her kid to still believe at this point. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, if my kids still believed at 12, I'd probably nip that thing in the bud because yeah. I have a concern about, like, if your kid's in middle school and they mm-hmm. still believe and they tell other kids that, mm-hmm. how much are they going to get made fun of? Yeah. When I was in the fifth grade, there was, like, one kid who still believed in Santa. And, oh, and she, oh, she would get so mad if you said Santa wasn't real. But, like, the other kids mm-hmm. made fun of her. And that kind of thing bums me out. Like, I don't. I love the idea of believing in the magic as long as possible, but I also believe that children are assholes. Well, absolutely. I went to school with a girl who was a Jehovah's Witness. So, you know, we used to take the piss out of her for not believing. Yeah, that's <laughs> For not nice. celebrating Christmas. <laughs> yeah, kids can be assholes, absolutely. I was, I was really good friends with the Jehovah's Witness in high school, and it... Oh man, it just sucked. Like, cause her dad, it was so funny because her parents weren't like super religious, but he was religious mm-hmm. enough that like if she was invited to a birthday party, he wouldn't let her go. So like she nice. would have to kind of lie about why she was going to parties sometimes. And her mom would like sneak her to go buy a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if we had a Christmas party or something, like we would have to call it a winter party. Oh, really? Because her dad wouldn't let her go if it was a Christmas party. And I actually threw her her first birthday party at 16. And that was uh, the same year I took her trick-or-treating for the first time. Oh, right. Yeah. 16? Yeah, we got away with it because we we did volunteer work for a group that educated um, teens about AIDS and HIV. Yeah. And one of the charities we worked with to raise money for was that – local uh, HIV food pantry. So right. when we were in high school, when we were like 16, 17, we would go trick-or-treating and we would dress up because it's fun, but we would go can or treating and we would collect 
um, dry goods for the pantry. Mm-hmm. But while you're there, they'll still give you candy. So it was like the way you could get away with trick or treating as a teenager um, without adults judging you for showing up <laughs> at their door. Yeah. Well, and we we did gather up quite a few canned goods and stuff. So we were still doing good, but it was like it was also kind of an excuse to go trick or treating and get the candy. Yeah, let's wait. I'm, I still haven't thought of positive. <laughs> so what's your positive? Um. I wanted to say David Krumholtz because I love him so much, but that's just me fangirling. Um, <laughs> no, really what it is, is that um, I when I picked this movie, I thought I'd have more problems with it because I expected it to be um, sillier. Yeah. I expected it to be a little more ridiculous. like, And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I was thinking about the Tim Allen character as being very much like the character, um, the Jim Carrey character in Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of lumping it with that, thinking because last time yeah. I used to love Liar Liar. Last time I watched it, I was like, "This is a fucking stupid movie." Um, mm-hmm. It was so ridiculous and so over the top. We'll have to cover that at some point. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And because uh, I have issues with that, <laughs> I do too. Um, but Tim Allen, you know, he he was often really silly on his show and stuff. So I expected this mm-hmm. to be silly. And one of the reasons I enjoy the movie so much is because it was just—I mean, fart noises aside, mm-hmm. it was just like a solid family yeah. film like it wasn't over mm-hmm. the top it wasn't ridiculous um they they could have they could have gone way too big with a lot of the santa stuff um but they didn't and no. um i i just thought it was a it was just a good like I, as an adult i enjoyed it and we watch a lot of movies we watched when we were kids and you become an adult and you're like this is stupid as fuck but like yeah I actually, I just, I just enjoyed watching this movie and it made me feel really good. Like it's, I, you know, like I said, I've lost a little bit of the magic, right? And it was like, I yeah. felt kind of like a kid again watching it. Like I, no, that's good. I yeah. enjoyed, you know, it's, it's very rare anymore that I get so into a Christmas movie, like with the Christmas spirit, right? Like I'm into Home Alone, yeah. but I'm more focused on like the kid being left alone. Like, you know, my feelings about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, I'm not thinking, like, I need to watch the movie at Christmas, but I'm not thinking about Christmas when I watch the movie, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And in this one, I was really thinking about Christmas and thinking about how fun Santa was. And um, I don't know. It was just, I just, I just thought it was a really solid movie. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, like I say, I don't, I'm just kind of meh in the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. I just, yeah, I don't think I'm in the Christmas spirit yet because it's only November <laughs> to record this. But I am going to be watching more Christmas movies in December. I usually watch one a day. Oh, I was watching it about December. six feet away from a fully decorated Christmas tree. So, um, Oh, really? Yeah, we always put decorations up the weekend after Thanksgiving. So we just put this stuff up on Friday. Right. Um, in fact, we had to buy a new tree this year because our last house, the ceilings were really high. So we had a few years ago bought a tree that was massive, and there's no way we could have fit it in the house. We barely <laughs> fit the star on the new tree here. Um, and then after we smashed the star on it, we found a smaller star. All right. <laughs> so Christmas this year is, is on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So my mom will probably put the tree up on the Friday and then take it down on the Monday. So <laughs> it's usually just how quick... My mom's not a huge fan of Christmas. I'd probably put it off for a while because I don't care as much anymore. But Xander, he's got to have that Christmas stuff up. Like he's, we have so many Halloween yeah. decorations. Like he's really into decorating for holidays. So um, yeah, we have Christmas decorations all over the house. I 
there's actually a little stuffed penguin across the room because <laughs> he wanted to put something in my office. Oh. And it's nice. It just sucks like we don't have any decorations outside and I don't know if we're going to. We're in a cul-de-sac now. So like mm-hmm. hardly anyone even sees the decorations. Yeah. I mean, it, if we put them up, it's more for us and not for passers-by. Yeah, I lived in a cul-de-sac growing up, and it's like, yeah, people don't really see anything. That's why we put we would put them up in the back window, mm-hmm. like we put them up in the kitchen window. We'd put something up so like people driving down the main road would see it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could put stuff on the roof, and and it would be noticed. But it's like we yeah. this was you know obviously our first year here because we've only been here a couple of months, and uh, we didn't even bother buying candy for Halloween because apparently no trick or treaters come over here because it's not just a cul-de-sac; it's a cul-de-sac like sometimes a cul-de-sac is at the end of a long street or something where there's other houses, mm-hmm. but we don't. It's not like this here. And, like, one street over there's houses, but the other street over is a main street. Like, we, we just don't have many houses around. So, if somebody were to come trick-or-treating over here, they'd be going really out of their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that really bums me out because I love I love passing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny because yeah. I used to judge uh, the parents of some of these kids because I would see, like, little, like, seven-year-old Freddy Kruegers and shit come into my door. And I'm like, how yeah. are these kids dressing up like this so young? And then Xander is now really into horror films and i find out that kids yeah. just watch horror films young and he was yeah. ghost face at nine and i'm like oh, okay i was an asshole for judging um i have thought of a positive okay good i didn't find this movie unfunny <laughs> i i think there is some good funny comedy bits in here and i did like like the line where at the beginning where um charlie is talking about neil and he says, um, Neil listens to me. And Scott says, yeah, and then he charges you. <laughs> but there is some good, there is some funny bits in here. Uh, I, because I don't think, apart from the fart noise and the uh, the burping um, chimney, I don't think this is like an immature movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was originally going to be released by Touchstone, yeah. which is like the, the Disney sort of kind of grown-up arm, like mm-hmm. Sister Act. Sister Act movies were released by Touchstone. I believe uh, Home Improvement was a Touchstone show. Yeah. um, But then Disney was like, no, this could actually be, you know, we'll we'll Mm. release it as Walt Disney, so it's a Disney movie. But you can see that there is sort of an edge to it. Mm -hmm. There definitely is an edge to it. um, Because it's about Santa dying. Mm -hmm. And the second movie is actually worse when it comes to, like, the Santa Claus because the second movie is dubbed the Missy's Clause, and because he has to find a wife mm-hmm. by a certain time, or he can't be Santa anymore, or some bullshit, and that's when Elizabeth Mitchell comes in, and it's it's horrifying because Scott is sort of shoved into being um, Santa Claus in this movie, but in the second movie, Elizabeth Mitchell's character is sort of shoved into being Missy's Clause. She it's worse for her, I feel, mm-hmm. because she she has to... Well, she doesn't have to, but they only really know each other for a short while and then they have to... She has to get married to him and blah, 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 and mm-hmm. that's, that's worse than this. But um, I don't know why I tangented into that. I just wanted to talk about that part because <laughs> I think that's horrifying. Well, that's actually another thing that intrigues me about the show is that apparently Elizabeth Mitchell does 
acknowledge things like why doesn't she have a first name? Like why doesn't why is it Mrs. Claus? Um and stuff like that. So it's it's weird because the stuff I read about the show, like all the headlines and everything I've seen have talked about how like it's a right wing or like a Christian show. But then there also mm. seems to be some elements of what the right likes to call wokeness. And so I'm just yeah. kind of curious which one dominates the show if both are there or is it a nice mixture? I'm, I'm so curious. We'll see if I actually watch it. So, yeah, I, I, I do kind of like this movie's, movie's humor. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it. it. Like I said, it could have been a really silly movie. Like it's open to being yeah. a really silly movie, like the, mm-hmm. the, the plot and, you know, so many of the ideas and stuff, but it's not, it's not a silly movie. No, right. Before we go, I have a YouTube um, channel, and it's Shifty Bench Podcasts. And every, every every week, the podcast gets uploaded there. Sometimes it doesn't because it's weird how I don't know, like Podbean doesn't post it there on time or whatever, and I can't make videos to like put pictures to them or anything. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't do that. So I just rely on Podbean, but I just want to tell you quickly, Jen, how many views these videos have been getting, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll go quickly and I'll start with the first one that has shown up this year, which was the Scream spoiler review, right? Mm -hmm. That has had 11 views. Mm -hmm. The Craft has had five. Kate and Leopold has had 24. (laughs) Lethal Weapons had 15. Uh, American Pie has had 18. Speed's had 15. My Girl 2 has had 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> Short Circuit 2 has had 174. Oh my god. Prom Night has had 60. Uh-huh. Live and Let Die, 87. Okay. Um, Flash Gordon, which I did with Testo, is 88. Cannonball Run, which I did with Testo, is 55. Stranger Things, spoiler, is 33. Mad Love is 30. Roadhouse, 228. What the fuck? Poison Ivy is currently sitting at 12,000 views. Are you serious? Why? Yeah, 12,000 views. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) Then Monster Squad's 214. Death Becomes is 82. 78 for uh, New Nightmare. 106 for Poltergeist. 285 for Dr. Giggles. (laughs) Halloween ends is three hundred seventy four, and Pepe Lunch stocking is one thousand. What? And that's really recent. Yeah, that was two weeks ago because um, the the one we did last week didn't post. So, yeah, one thousand in two weeks. That's so weird. Yeah, but Poison Ivy twelve thousand views. That's so weird. I think the lowest we've got is True Lies is only got nine, so scream free. Oh, She's All That's only got four. Star Chaser Legend of Orange only got two. <laughs> but yeah, 12,000 views. That's so weird. For Poison Ivy and 1,000 for Pippi Longstocking. And it's not even, like, I would understand if it was something like Dr. Like Dr. Giggles, you probably don't get a ton of things show up when you search for it, right? Like, I would understand yeah. something like that, um, getting more views, because if somebody's looking for content... Like, maybe we're one of the only things that pops up. I seriously doubt we're one of the only things that pops up with Poison Ivy, because not only do you have the movie, but I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. videos having to do with actual Poison Ivy or something. Yeah. And Pippi Longstocking, I mean, 
there's been so many um what is it swedish i think so, like yeah. so many swedish movies and like i assume there's a lot of Pippi yeah. longstocking clips yeah there's an animated yeah animated there's like there's well, a lot so. of different Pippi longstocking things so that blows my mind too but Poison Ivy, I mean, there's sequels and all that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Poison Ivy as in the DC character, maybe people are... Oh, I didn't think about, about that. that. Okay, but that makes then, a little more sense. But then the thumbnail is Drew Barrymore. I don't I don't understand That's how it's so got 12,000. I mean, I assume they haven't watched... At least 12,000 people haven't watched the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, would. That would be shocking. Yeah, but 12,000... And then the previous... One with Drew Barrymore in it, Mad Love is only thirty, so it's not like it's not like loads of Drew Barrymore fans. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. I just found that out today, and I was shocked. That's so weird. Because the first one we published, the the Crush, was currently the one with the highest. That has currently sitting at four point nine thousand. Hmm. But then Sleepless in Seattle, after that, it was only at six. <laughs> So I don't understand what has happened. Back when I actually podcasted all the time <laughs> with pilot inspectors, like we put out two or three mm-hmm. episodes a week. I checked the numbers obsessively for a while. I finally got to the point where I was like, stop obsessing about the numbers. Like you're doing it for yeah. fun. And it was just sometimes getting me down. Yeah. But like there would be weeks where we would have so many downloads that I was just like, I don't understand how we're in like five or six digits with this one mm. and maybe not some others it was and it was it was just so weird to like there was no way to figure it out i could never figure out like what happened to get so many downloads on certain ones and then there's weird things like i would do an instagram post for each episode and there was one i did where one of the actors from the show um like reposted mm. the post and the post had like tens of thousands of likes but then so few downloads yeah and i was like social media is not helping the way i thought it would i don't understand how any of it works i don't care anymore hmm? the podcast doesn't seem it doesn't get a lot of sort of like um downloads mm-hmm. but i don't think podbean says shows how many like streams it gets mm-hmm. because the, the the numbers for spotify is different that's sort of better. But then on Good Good Pods, which is a, a, an app where you can go on and review podcasts and stuff like that and uh, find new podcasts and everything, uh, our podcast is sometimes in the charts and that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the highest it's been is like 28 or something in the, the movie charts for independent podcasts. And then it goes up into like the nineties at some point. Mm. So we're occasionally in these top one hundred charts. Oh, weird. Yeah, but it's like the the numbers aren't really showing that. Mm. But I think I think the whole sort of algorithm thing's strange. I think there is more people are listening, and it's like the um, but because Podbean only really does only really shows you downloads and not a lot of people are downloading it from them mm-hmm. but they're listening to it on spotify or whatever it's the numbers it's like it's different mm-hmm. for each one and yeah so but i do know that people listen yeah i can't get over twelve thousand views for poison ivy 
That's insane. I I start one of the reasons I stopped paying attention to numbers is because like Kevin Smith uh, on one of his podcasts he talked about the fact that like he'll get angry tweets sometimes from people who cuz he encourages people to have podcasts. He's like mm-hmm. if you can do a podcast like record a podcast with your friends like you'll mm-hmm. have these conversations forever and it's nice. Mm-hmm. He'll get angry tweets where people are like you said I should have a podcast and I did and no one listens to it and I'm not making any money and he's like Dude, like mine are successful because I'm already a known person. Yeah. But you shouldn't podcast just for that. You should podcast for fun and for and to like yeah. hold on to these memories or whatever. And I was like, that's true because there's so many. The odds of yours mm. hitting it big are so slim. The odds yeah. of making money off of it are so slim. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it is it is fun, but it then it's also kind of horrifying to think there's like at this point, five or six hundred hours of me talking on the internet, mm-hmm, and I don't yeah. understand why anyone would want to listen to that. I don't want to mm-hmm. listen to it. Like, I'm really bad yeah. at promoting my own podcast because I'll mention it. You know, I might mention to somebody like, oh, yeah, I just watched that movie for my podcast. I'll be like, you had a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, what's the name of it? And I'm like, I'm not telling you. I don't want you to listen to it. <laughs> There's always this fear someone's going to come back and make fun of me or something. I don't know. So it's your fault. <laughs> I do eventually tell them, but... No, no, I understand what you mean, yeah. My first response is always... Like, somebody will be like, hey, I listened to this episode of your podcast, and be like, why the fuck did you do that? Why, like, (laughs) how could you stand listening to my voice? Yeah. I mean, I I don't do this for money, because I've never made... I've never made a penny from doing any of these podcasts, and I've done... I've done, like, done it for about five years now, so... You know what happened this week? So we, mm-hmm. a few years ago, we got, we started a Patreon page and towards the mm-hmm. end of our, our regularly recording pilot inspectors, we did have, um, one or two backers that were like giving us, I think we had like one that was giving us $50 a month and another that was giving us like 20 or 30. Like we were yeah. not making a ton, but we were making around a hundred dollars a month, which is impressive considering most of those were like dollar contributors. Mm-hmm. This week out of nowhere, we got a $2 contributor. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot our Patreon was still live, and we got a $2 <laughs> contributor. Like, somebody just found our podcast and liked us enough to give us $2 a month, which is insane to me. Yeah. Made me feel like recording again. Right. So, next week, uh, keeping with the Christmas theme, since we're now... Uh, we're not, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're listening to this in the future, so you're in December, if you're listening to this when it's released. Uh, so... Next week we're doing Scrooged. Oh my god, I almost was gonna pick that for my next one. So now you just made my decision for me because I can't I can't pick it now. Yeah, okay. So Scrooged, nineteen eighty eight, Stan Bill Murray, directed by Richard Donner. I bet Dylan will watch that with me. Yeah. Richard Donner, you say? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's all we have time for. If you'd like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at Drop the Pilot Pod. At Shifty B is my Twitter. Um I'm on Mastodon as well. At ShiftyB. Uh, so, there you go. ShiftyBench.co.uk is the website. Contact the ShiftyBench.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Elon Musk's Twitter. And um, <laughs> apparently I still have a Pilot Inspectors Patreon. So, there's that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. On Elon Musk's Twitter, um, you can donate to us on um cash app mm-hmm. uh you can do that send us some money and i can keep the podcast going 
Even though I'm not doing this for money because I really enjoy doing it. <laughs> I just like talking about movies with my friend. I've had, there's a website, I think it's called Ko-Fi, where you can <laughs> like give people tips or whatever. And yeah. I, I think it might still be posted on my pilot inspectors, like in the bio. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I posted that and it's one of those things where you're like, you hate asking for money, but then it's also like, how much time do you spend doing these things? Like it's, yeah. And people would donate like, one to five dollars like usually not more Mm -hmm. than that but someone some stranger giving you a dollar like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a dollar it's not going to do much but it means something like somebody likes your content enough and appreciates appreciates what you do enough that they'll give you some money and there is something about that that is it's i mean it's i get the same joy from getting an an appreciative tweet Mm -hmm. but it's it's something there that shows like I don't know. There is something about getting that little tip from someone where it's yeah. like, oh, you liked me enough that you want to give me this money. Yeah. If someone gave money to this podcast, it would go towards paying for the website. Like, it because it, it's like $15 a month mm-hmm. for um, Podbean to host that. $14 a month for Podbean to host my podcast. So it would go towards that. You're like, I wouldn't, you know, spend it and anything else other than just keeping the podcast going That's yeah we still uh, yeah and i don't know if dylan even realizes this but we still pay for the hosting for our podcast because yeah. I'm, like it's at the point where i'm like i don't actually like i don't want to take them down um especially since we don't keep copies of all of them but like i don't know exactly yeah. what to do to get hundreds and hundreds of hours somewhere else like even if we found a free hosting site or something, it would take mm. a lot of work. And um, I don't know how that would work. And then there's always the idea, like maybe we might record more. I don't know. Um, yeah. Even though it's been a while. Just download them all. And then you've got copies. It's a lot of downloads. Uh, as, but then it would contribute to your downloads, to your views. <laughs> yeah. But then it doesn't matter to me because I know sure. it's me. But it might help that algorithm and all that nonsense. Maybe. Um, so thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.
hundred years. That's right. You know, I must say, you look pretty good for your age. Thanks, but I'm seeing someone in wrapping. 